Hi, this is Michelle with Moms Letting Go Without Giving Up. If you are the parent of an addicted loved one, you're not alone. I run a Facebook support group um, that's private, so nobody can read what you are struggling with. Um, If you'd like to join, please go to Moms Letting Go. There's no spaces um, on Facebook and and join our group uh, and feel encouraged to get support. Today, I am going to be talking about self-leadership. I asked Addie, she's our nine-year-old who lives with us, I said, who's the most important person you'll ever lead in your life? And she thought about it. She was quiet for a while, and she said, my children? And I said, well, yeah, that those will be really important people for you to lead. I said, but there's somebody else even more important. She thought about it again, and she said, God? And I tried not to laugh uh, because I didn't want to um, make her feel like I was laughing at her. But I said, gosh, I hope you're not leading God, because if you are, we're all in trouble, right? <laughs> but I knew what she meant, and that was that, you know, we we hear our believers, and we teach her to put God first in her life. So I said, well, the most important person is yourself, and how you lead yourself can make a huge difference in your life. And when we get stuck, we're the only person who can help us through it. It's sometimes what's in our head that gets us stuck. So if you can lead yourself effectively, everything else will fall into place, right? But if we're doing a poor job of leading ourselves, everything will suffer. And through talking about this, um, I want to encourage you to stay energized and focus on how you lead yourself so you can help lead your addicted loved one to a healthier life because children do what children see. And if you, it doesn't matter how old your child is if you can lead a healthier life in a healthier way, they will see that in you and want a healthier life for themselves. At least that's our, that's our goal. That's our hope, right? It starts with us. So I want you to think about this week and going forward, when you hear yourself say, I am so stressed right now. I have just had enough. I didn't sign up for this life stop, pause, and say, hmm, are you leading yourself in the most positive way? Those might be early warning signs that you are not setting enough boundaries, that you aren't coping well with anything going on in your life. Those might be signs that you need to say, hmm, maybe I need to look at what I'm doing wrong. Where are my blind spots? Where do I need help in better leading myself? So today I'm going to talk about blind spots because, well, we all have them. So there are four things that we need to do to overcome blind spots. 
And the first one is to admit that we have blind spots. Assume that you have them. Next is ask others, hopefully moms who are in recovery, moms who have an addicted loved one who understand what you're going through. Hey girls, where are my blind spots? What, where am I not leading myself well? Because sometimes it takes an outsider to look at our lives and give us an honest opinion of where we are not seeing ourselves in the best honest way, right? That's really hard because we have to be vulnerable and it's going to make us defensive. I know it it would me. I'm I'm very defensive about how I have enabled or not enabled my my child. But if you openly discuss your blind spots um, with somebody like a counselor or in a support group, you'll surround yourself with people who are not judging you. They're just saying, hey, maybe you want to look at the way you're handling X or the way you're handling Y and be open to trying something new. Develop a team of support moms who can hold you accountable for your blind spots. So what are the four? Assume you have blind spots. Ask those who know you well, who aren't going to judge you, what your blind spots are. Identify yours. Through Three, assume that your blind spots can't be removed by you alone. They can't be removed by you. They have to be identified by others. Four, openly identify and discuss these with a counselor, with somebody who's not going to judge you, maybe in a support group, and say, hey girls, I really want to change. I want to, I want to find help. Can you help me identify my blind spots? And then ask them for accountability. That's really, really hard. But if you find accountability, it's like you're saying you're ready to move on to the next step. So what are some of our blind spots? I'm going to be going through a few of these um, just to get you thinking about where yours might lie. I don't know if you've ever seen a car accident, but typically three different people can witness a car accident and each one see it from a different point of view. Maybe you're on the west side of the road, you see it one way, and another person's on the east side, and you witness the same accident, but you see it from a different point of view. That's a different perspective. Sometimes our blind spot is our perspective. All we see are things from our perspective. But what about the perspective of your addicted loved one? Well, Asking your loved one what their perspective is on their life often leads to what? Blame-itis. That's what I call it. Where, you know, can you really ask your addicted loved one where their perspective lies? Yeah, you can. You can ask. But what, so often what we get is their tainted brain disease of denial where 
they're going to blame somebody else or some other um, person, society, whatever, for their problems. We can't really ask them and get a really good viewpoint because they're not capable of thinking clearly. If our addicted loved ones are in active addiction, typically their perspective is going to result in them manipulating us so that we feel sorry for them. The bottom line is for them to get what they want to continue the crisis, to continue the cycle. They get what they need to continue their addiction, to continue their drug use, alcohol use, whatever it is. So asking them for their perspective might not be a really good idea. Um, I often, my blind spot was falling into the lecture. You know, I'd want to lecture them and they would buy into it. Why? Because they knew, well, she's just going to talk and talk and I'm going to pretend to listen. And in the end, she's going to give me what I want and I'm going to be able to go out and use again. But it never really held them accountable to suffer the consequences of what they needed to suffer for them to see that they're the only ones who are in charge of their destiny. So here's my recommendation on this blind spot. If you're not able to see things from an addicted loved one's perspective, go out and talk to somebody who is a recovering addict, somebody who has been in recovery for a year, 18 months, two years, five years, and say, what should I do? Where is my blind spot? Because those people are going to be the ones who are going to say, don't give in, don't enable, set boundaries. They're going to be able to get into the mind of an addicted loved one because they've been there. And they will give you an honest viewpoint. It will empower you to understand and get past where you currently are. Another blind spot is this. Oftentimes, moms and dads are embarrassed about their child. They live in shame and they keep their child's addiction a secret. Maybe your child comes to family events and nods off or drinks too much and nobody really says anything. It's the elephant in the room, large and in charge, but you're not talking about it. You're, you're just, you know, treating it like it's invisible. This is because you're insecure. You might feel like it's your problem that they're that way. Maybe you feel like You know, you did something in their childhood that caused them to have this addiction Um, and you feel insecure. And how do you know if this is you? Well, you can ask yourself some questions. Do you keep information from other family members or friends about your addicted loved one? Do you feel threatened by your friend's kids' accomplishments? Maybe your friends are, they have kids that are like getting married 
that are doing so well in their life. They're buying houses. They're just doing so well. And you just feel so icky about what your child's accomplished that you just don't even go there. You just don't talk about it. Um, and maybe you even brag about your own addicted loved one and their accomplishments, making, pretending that they are bigger than what they really are. Maybe you feel like you failed as a parent and that's why your child is suffering through this addiction. You're hiding the reality and pretending that his problem doesn't exist. Now, there's no shame in admitting that you're stuck here, but if you can step outside yourself and see how you are taking blame for something that you shouldn't be, you're not only stopping your child from getting well, you're, you're allowing your child to continue his or her use because you're taking the brunt of their addiction problems. It's not serving him well. It's not serving you well because you're stuck in feeling that this is all your fault. If somebody has cancer, you know, is it, is it your fault? Um, when I was a child, my parents smoked and we would often go through all these vacations in this, in this car and they would smoke. And I now suffer. You can probably hear my raspy voice. Um, I don't have cancer. I don't have lung disease. Well, I might. I have lung issues probably because my parents smoked, but they didn't know that they were harming me at the time because they didn't know a lot about secondhand smoke. But I'm not sitting here blaming my parents, am I? No. I I know that I have a problem, so I get the treatment and I stay in healthy recovery for that lung, for those lung issues. I know that I have kind of a, an asthma because of it, and I don't hold grudges or blame-itis. I just know that I need to stay well. Well, it's just like our kids. We can't be responsible for everything in their lives. They just have to get better and not staying in the blame doesn't really help them in their recovery. Um, Another blind spot of mine is my out-of-control ego. What do you mean by that? Well, you might might have um, this blind spot too. When our son came to us early in his marriage, admitted that his wife had an addiction problem, she was struggling through depression. And so I used to think that our son struggled with drugs and alcohol because he was trying to cope with his wife's disease. He was stressed about his wife. She couldn't get up in the morning and 
He was the only one holding down a job. She, she couldn't get the kids to school. She couldn't get off the couch because she couldn't. She was tired. She was sleeping all the time. So I made excuses for our son. And instead of, you know, no, Ryan, you are accountable. You are using drugs or alcohol as a crutch because of your wife's problems. But why are you not helping her take accountability for her problems, right? No, my my blind spot was thinking that my son was pretty awesome, right? And not holding him accountable. So oftentimes trauma and child, um, adverse childhood experiences, they're called ACEs. When our children have ACEs in their life, their trauma in their lives, um, they suffer from mental health disorders and they get stuck and then they turn to drugs to cope. Well, you and I had adverse childhood experiences and we're not coping with alcohol or drugs. So we have to quit using that as an excuse for our children to use. They need to overcome their addiction just like we do and have our adverse experiences by coping in healthy ways. But if we're stuck in our blind spots, like when when Brian, I was I was not holding my finger out and saying, dude, you need to quit making excuses. You need to point the finger, look in the mirror, and get help for yourself. You're a part of the problem. But by continuing to give and enable, he was able to stay stuck in his addiction without taking responsibility, without getting to his low. So, you know, um, each one of us has blind spots. We're human. We're not perfect. But I'm asking you, where are your blind spots? Where are your values? Your character is the sum of all your choices. I had a mom in my support group last week who was doing things for her child that was against her value system. She was trying to beat the system. It was kind of illegal. And she broke down in in sobs because she said, this isn't who I am. I'm compromising my values for my child. What am I doing? So ask where where you are in your character and how are you making excuses and breaking the system because you think your child is better than somebody else's child Um, and know that if, if you are in a place where you're starting to identify your blind spots It's okay. Just find a way to move past them so you can better lead yourself. Ask yourself, do you shave the truth? 
to get your addicted loved one out of, out of trouble? Do you do what's easiest, even when you know it's not what's best? Do you let the authorities know that there's a warrant out? If there's a warrant out for your child, do you let the authorities know where your child is? Do you hide him? Do you call in sick for your addicted loved one when you know they're just hungover or they have this disease of addiction? Do you let the authorities know that your child has done an illegal act? Do others trust you? Do you miss deadlines? How we lead ourselves matters in our addicted children's lives. They learn from us. I am not here to tell you what to do. God knows I have hidden my child's Oh, his illegal acts because I felt deep down that he was a good person and that I didn't want him to suffer the consequences of those like a criminal. But sometimes hitting bottom and looking in the mirror and realizing that we aren't perfect and accepting our shortcomings helps us to move on in our lives from guilt. And once we take responsibility for our actions, we can move on. We can find forgiveness in ourselves and move on in order to heal. But first, we're, we have to look in the mirror and take responsibility. So I'm asking you today, when, you're, when you align your values, your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions, and you focus on your character, are you being honest with what you are doing for your addicted loved one? Because when all of these are in alignment and you recognize your blind spots, you will be able to move on in what is good and what is right for you and your life. And I'm all about moms staying healthy in their lane so that they can live the purposeful life that God has given them. So today I pray that you find what that is and you stay well in your life. God bless.